Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Fuck. What is it? Uh, it's written down somewhere. A podcast about being as, um, uh, an international student in Paris and most especially a student of color. Cool. Is that it? Yeah. today's conversation we're going to talk about accommodation and the housing crisis in Paris and how students can navigate it and how it affects them. Um, I'll let my guests introduce themselves and then we can begin the conversation. So before we go ahead my name is Adum like you guys know I might sound a bit different because it is winter and I am slightly sick but I will be fine. Uh, So yeah do you guys go ahead and introduce yourselves who goes first? Oh, thank you. Uh, I am not sick, thank God. <laughs> yeah, thank God. Uh, I'm tribe and I'm very sick. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm tribe. I'm a telecommunication engineer specialized in cybersecurity. I was an international student. Tribe was a student, I think, last year. Last year, yes, yes. graduated uh, class of 2022. Mm, okay. Yes. So um, before you came to Paris or, you know, be, uh, during your preparation stages to come to Paris, how did you sort out, you know, the entire accommodation requirements for the visa applications and stuff like that? How did you navigate it? It was really interesting. So um, before I came last uh, 2021, yeah. I actually applied for a visa in 2019. Okay. So that visa got denied. Ooh. Yes, because wow. of the accommodation. I I had found accommodation. I have I have found um how to say and excuse me for my English. So I'm going just going to say some words in French. No, it's fine. Just go ahead. Yes. So I found hébergement mm-hmm. from a friend of a friend. But they told me that they denied my visa because the hébergement was a bit far from my school. How far was it? 22 kilometers. That is literally like from Paris to the suburbs. Yes, I know. That's like... It's not that far. It's not that far. It's like maybe an hour. And it was actually... Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. It was was, um, Sud Paris. It was near where I live now, basically. Mm -hmm. And the person was living in Paris. Okay. So I could just take the Airbnb. Yeah. But and they denied it. That's yes. Oh. They denied it because they were like, oh, it's too far, 22 kilometers. It's like far. So um, I reapplied two years later after okay. I worked some time. Right. And the second time around, I made sure I actually book in the compass inside inside my school. Oh, so okay. I, I booked a room inside the compass. And that way they were like, okay, I guess we have no excuse. 
Okay, so uh, in your second application, you were able to secure accommodation inside the campus. But how did you go about that? Was there like a, um, you know, a, a service that your school provided to help you get accommodation on campus, or you had to apply through third-party um, services? How, how did that work out? Oh no, this the, my school pro- pro- provided a service that mm. allowed you if you get an an inscription yeah. if you get like accepted in the school yeah. they gave you the opportunity to actually book for a room but the process was very selective mm. yeah. so you had to book the room like really early right and i booked my i i booked my room i did the reservation in july or end of june Wow, and when when did you start school? September? Yes, my class started in September, but I was very late. I came in October. Okay. Yeah, one month. That's cool. I think a lot of schools have the um, accommodation thing, but it's really selective. It's it's a very long waiting list. I know you got in, but I think you spent the first month. Yeah, Yeah, so when I got here at first, I literally had nowhere to stay. Uh, like literally nowhere. Um, uh, so I, I applied to be uh, an, English, an English teacher for this um, couple. Like they, they had twins, kids, and they wanted the kids to practice their English. So I applied to be an English teacher with them, but um, I didn't get the job. And an, an American girl got the job. But I got here a week before the American girl got here. And so I told them I was stranded, and they were like, um, you have like a week to stay in the house we would have given you if you got the job so you can stay here for a week and then within that one week you can use it to find like another place that's going to be good for you so thankfully within that week I found a service that um, puts students with like um, families Mm -hmm. and so you stay with the family you pay some money Mm -hmm. yeah and then I I moved after a week do you remember the name of the service? Um, yeah yeah so we're going to put it in the that bit like you know you have to listen and wait for it it's <laughs> it's gonna come at the end of the podcast but yeah i signed up for the service and then i got housed with this woman who already had two kids but the kids were grown and they had moved out so she had two extra rooms in her house and then i moved in for like a month but it was a bit far from campus and it was really expensive as well and i had already submitted an application for you know on-campus accommodation and um after like three weeks living with the woman i got the news that um hey a room has freed up on campus and your application is on top so do you want it i'm like yes i do of course yeah so i just uh, signed the contract and moved in like a couple of days later it's and it's been bliss ever since (laughs) <laughs> I, don't I don't know why that sounded Taylor Swift shady when you said it that way you're like bliss <laughs> but I mean it's, it's been good it's it's really close to campus like I literally do not walk up to a minute to get to class and yet you're still late I mean I have to try somebody <laughs> has to be late and you know I've volunteered myself to take up that space anyway <laughs> how about you how um how has your accommodation situation been well my situation was a little bit unique because uh, my mother moved to France actually the year before I came so nice and she originally got housing through her university as well but um suddenly they did um like a mandate for all of the students who were staying in that particular accommodation they all had to leave because I don't know there was some 
allegations that people were damaging the property. So they kicked everybody out. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so she had like a month to find a new apartment. And uh, I, I was trying to help her long distance find an apartment. I was like, oh, by the way, if you're looking, can you get a two bedroom? So I can come and stay. And it worked out and she got one. Um, so I just moved in with her. Thank God, though. I wouldn't have been able to bring my cat if I hadn't. Oh, so you brought your cat all the way from Japan? Yep, I did. Wow, that's a very international cat. I'm jealous. Uh, no, trust me. <laughs> it, was, it was hell. It was truly, truly hell. Okay. We should do an episode on how to travel with cats. Honestly, I mean, yeah, we, we, we should. We can, yeah. definitely. I'll tell the horror story of, of her crying for like 14 hours straight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very I mean, if I was stuck in a box as well, I would cry, so... Yeah, like I sympathize, but she's so loud. Imagine just like walking through the airport and you just hear something that sounds like a cat being murdered for hours. And that's just my cat. And she's nothing's happening, nothing's going on. And you think like, okay, she'll settle down. No, she gets louder and just louder and louder. And you pick her up, she quiets down a little bit. You put her down, she's screaming again. I, I love her fight for freedom. She she doesn't want to be put in a box. But ironically, I landed and I had to take a bus like to get to my mom's house um, from the airport. Um, yeah. And she just stopped crying suddenly. And I was just like, oh, she's dead. <laughs> check, check, check. Literally. I was like on the bus being like, oh, my God, did you die? Like, did you make it all the way here just to die on me? Well, because like when I got on the airplane, they have you, you have to sign a waiver that says your pet might die and you can't sue us. What? Yes, you, you have to sign it. Yes. Yeah. Because apparently there's like some risk for pets dying. And, and so I had signed that. So it was in my mind. And I was just like, oh, God, she stopped crying. She, she's dead. I wasted all that money. Oh, my God. And then she was just like, no, bro, I'm kind of tired now. <laughs> she was like, I can't pretend anymore. <laughs> she was like, I know, like, the story's about me. I am the main character, yeah. but I have to take a break sometime. <laughs> but um, talking about pets, um, so a lot of accommodations I have come to realize here do, do not allow for pets. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know, do you guys know any um, any reasoning behind that or any reason for you know, that kind of legislation, because I would love to get a dog. I think it's student accommodation that doesn't allow for pets. Um, mm. But the uh, French law uh, allows for pets in most apartments, unless yes. it's specifically in your lease, um, you're allowed to have a pet. But if if the law allows for people to have pets in their homes, mm-hmm. why can Elise prohibit you from having, like, a pet? I'm not sure of all the, like... You know what? I'm just going to try to Google it right now. (laughs) But I know like when I was looking into bringing my cat, um, I did some research. And unless your animal, I think, causes grievous uh, disturbance or harm to your neighbors, they cannot bar you from getting a pet. Mm, But they they might add some fees or stipulations into the contract. Or they might say, like, if you get a pet and don't inform us, then they can do um, some legal processes later when you're moving out. But mm-hmm. for the most part, you're allowed to have a pet in Paris. Yes, for student housing, because it's on campus, I don't know if it's different, honestly. What if it's a therapy animal? 
Um, I Emotional think that support. only exactly. support animals only for white people. I feel. <laughs> <laughs> well, then call me white because I need one. <laughs> also, can you imagine having a dog in your bedroom? Like it would be so small. I know yeah, it's it's very, pretty small. Very it's pretty even small. for a cat, I think it's gonna be small. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm thinking maybe like when I'm done with school and then I get an apartment, I'm definitely getting a poodle and we're going to wear matching clothes all the time. Okay. I don't know why I both <laughs> love and hate this idea. <laughs> like, uh, if I didn't know you and I saw you, I would judge you so harshly. But at the I'm, same time, knowing you, I'd be like, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's 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 going to be grand. <laughs> no, no. I will judge you so hard. Wow. I will literally distance myself from you. I'll be like, I don't know this person. I've never met this person. But it could also become like your trademark thing where it's just like, oh, you know, Adam, he has like the matching poodle. Like, exactly. Yeah, you've seen that weird dude who just lives here, <laughs> who walks his, his dog. Yeah, like whenever I, I wear maybe... Um, Wine, my dog is going to wear like pink. We're going to coordinate colors. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be awesome. Like when, when we finally do it, you're going to like it. I, yeah. But you're already all, you're already almost always late. So <laughs> if you then have to get your dog dressed, we'll never see you. Um, <laughs> well, I feel sorry, attacked. No <laughs> yeah, sorry, be. no comments. But um yeah so back to tribe I wanted to ask like after you um left school you know um you obviously had to leave the student accommodation but like how yes. has you know finding accommodation outside of, outside of school been like for you Well um I don't know why you want to like give me PTSD <laughs> I have PTSD it has been very traumatic experience <laughs> I'm just getting over it. I'm just kidding. So um, I moved. There were, I moved the, from Brest to Paris because I was studying in Brest. Okay. In the, I was in the campus of the EMT in Brest. So I had to move and switch also cities from a city to another. Where is Brest? <laughs> it's in like Brest the east. It's like you know between your neck. And your <laughs> I know what a titty is. Where is my <laughs> It's around that region. <laughs> I think that city is in the east of France, I think. Um, I okay. think to it's the east coast. West, or west? West coast. Okay. It's, the, it's the most western point of France. Okay. It's actually called the Finistère, which means the where the terre mm-hmm. ends. Oh, okay. Fin de la terre finiste. Oh, I did not know that. Look at me, learn something new. Yes, you're <laughs> yeah. welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, after after um, moving to Paris, how has like the accommodation hunt been like? For me, actually, it was it was really because I haven't I did have no idea about Paris housing crisis, and I did not know I haven't had fa- I don't have family members in Paris, but. I had a friend who lives in Paris. So okay. when I finished my my school mm. and I had to do an internship, so I had I found an internship in Paris mm. and I knew I was moving in Paris. So I called my friend and my friend uh, lives with his wife. They Their kid moves out, so mm. they have a house and it's kind of big. So they were like, we can host you for the time of your internship. And I was like, cool. So I moved 
and I was living with them during the time of my internship for six months. Yeah. Mm. Nice. So it was in Sergi. I had to commute to, uh, to come to work in La Défense, but it was still almost um, free. Mm. I had to pay some fee, but it was really just symbolic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, after that, I found a job, finished the study, graduated. And that's when I really faced the struggles of finding a housing because because of so many problems. So the funniest story was when about the dossier. So yeah. the, the French agency, they ask you a dossier mm-hmm. when you want to, to rent, yep. basically. And the dossier they will ask you is usually like impossible mm-hmm. documents. Yeah. And I, <laughs> impossible I documents? Impossible documents. I had just started working and they were asking me three months of pay, mm-hmm. sal- salary, bulletin salaire. But how mm. would you have that if you just started? Yeah, I was like, I had just started. And they were like, come back in three months, please. <laughs> <laughs> like, be homeless for the next three months while you yeah. find something. That Enjoy. is the, the mm. most French thing I've ever heard. Yes. Literally. I was like, I just started. I have my contract. And they were like, but you don't have three months pay. So please come back. And if it was not that, they would ask me, do you have a titre de séjour that is really long term? Yeah. And I had these ones for like three months. They were like, no, please come back when you get the one year titre de séjour. <laughs> <laughs> so I have been homeless for a month. <laughs> so what they're saying is like, you need to have a job and work there for at least three months. You need to have at least like a year, a year long residence. visa, yep. like residency and like, and I'm, I'm assuming a down payment as well. Yes, yes. A down payment that is usually uh, three times or two times the, the rent. The, the rent. Oh <laughs> and when you just started working... It's impossible. It's impossible. It is impossible. It's I feel like most people just end up get like moving into like a friend of a friend of a, of a of grandmother's aunt's uncle's place. Yeah. yeah. And stay there forever. Yeah. I mean that explains the high rate of people that you see sleeping on the streets in Paris mm. cuz like a lot of people are homeless. Yeah. I remember one time I I met I met someone and then they were telling me how, you know, they've met a, a huge number of people that just use these dating apps mm-hmm. to just like find a place to to stay one night in a week to just have a shower yeah. mm-hmm. and then just go back onto the streets like working and trying mm-hmm. to get like the dossier complete so that mm-hmm. they can actually go out and rent mm-hmm. and it's insane yeah. because if the person has like um, a contract mm-hmm. you know definitely they're going to get paid Yeah. Mm-hmm. so why don't you just give them their accommodation and then they're going to pay whatever it is that they're supposed to pay but well, I mean, that's just me, though. But I think part of it is, like, the laws to evict someone are so difficult that they're really weary, leery to let people rent without so much documentation. So I do get it. On um, If I was a if I was a apartment owner or land lease or whatever, yeah. I wouldn't want just anyone moving in because it's so hard to get them out yeah. if there is a problem. But at the same time, it allows for discrimination. Yep. And, uh, yes, it, it doesn't make sense, especially during winter. You're right. Yeah. It's really. Yeah, it's There insane. are laws that, um, that forbid for landlords to evict people, especially during winter. Oh, that's so cool. So I understand they should be careful. Yeah. But when you have like 
when you are a student or you just started working and you have all your documents, there should be some laws mm. that can help you with that. Definitely. Yeah. Okay, guys, so we're going to go for a quick musical break and we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Don't go nowhere. Some love on the road like 40 days now. Steady trapping while they chasing now. Told you I'ma make it up to you. I know if it do. So you shun they ask me what it do. You make me sad. I know if like you I thought you was down to roll with a trapper man. Girl, I'm away from home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I'm a trapper man. Live my life all alone. Steady blowing trees. Me a ganja man. I've been blowing trees like a rasta man. Back to my trap. Then it's pretty bam bam. If roses are reds and violets are blue You were a twin, I still pick you You could have been us on a coot tree Could have been us with the stars on the roof Don't get confused, I'ma show you the views on the yacht of cruise Cause it's you that I choose Though I've been thinking about you always Come give me a reason that I write Can't compare to you and I Even if those are suicide Give me a reason not to try Even if those are suicide Give me a reason not to try Welcome back from that musical break all the information about the music and the artists are in the description of the podcast, so please check it out if you enjoyed it. Um, so to continue our conversation on how unreasonable some requests are when you're looking for accommodation, um, we've spoken about what it's like looking for accommodation outside outside of school, but I want us to talk about you know what it's like looking for accommodation as a student, actually. Like, um, so I'll start with my experience. You know, uh, before I got here, um, there were so many services online promising um, we can get you accommodation, you pay this amount of money, and then we get a guarantor. The guarantor, um, but we, we provide a, a guarantee for you, or you can provide your father's um, account details, and we like a lot of hoops scams. to jump through, and so many scams, and... Honestly, it's very difficult to find what is true and what isn't, you know. But I'm just glad that L- LPI mm-hmm. had um, uh, uh, a repository of, um, you know, resources that helped us. It was uh, a list of hostels, a list of um, agencies, I think, to contact or something like that. I really don't remember, but it was super helpful. But um, I don't know... Um, did do you consider any of those things before you applied for your school's accommodation when you were coming? Better than any of work. like uh, maybe an agency that um provides accommodation for students or private hostels or private accommodations and stuff like that. No, honestly, coming here, I had no expectations. It was like to me, as long as you have the money, you get to be accommodated right. it, it makes sense if yeah. you yeah. go to a new place and you have the money for it you should be able to get accommodation so I was just focusing on that side of the problem I didn't know I wasn't expecting all the paperwork after right. that comes along with it I mean having the money in Paris doesn't necessarily um, guarantee accommodation no, because definitely. yeah you have to 
the thing that literally blows my mind is that some accommodation um, options ask you to provide the details of a French guarantor. Yes. I am from Ghana. I'm from I'm from a town in the armpits of Accra, and I know nobody in Europe. Yeah. Not to talk of somebody in France or even in Paris. How am I supposed to get you a French guarantor all of a sudden? Well, that's why they have the companies now. You um you can pay and they'll be your guarantor. So that's that's not even morally right. It's not. They're taking advantage of immigrants. They are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But there is also the. I think it's for the French government or for Action Logement, the visa guarantee. See, some landlords reject that. Yeah. Yes, they some do. of them won't take they it. They do, they do. But it's actually really useful because I have had, I have created a visa, visa, mm. yeah. And some of uh, some of the landlords accept that, and they, it's it, it's reasonably priced. It's, yeah. yeah. Uh, Vizal is actually free. free. It's completely, oh, it's completely free. free. Yeah, yeah. Vizal is completely free. It's completely free. It's I called... don't think it's completely free for everybody. Um. Yeah. If you are, if, if you are too old, below thirty, yeah. I think it's free. But if you are above thirty, you really? pay. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, I didn't know that as well until I had to check it out oh for one of God, our classmates. I need to find a place before like. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> France doesn't care. Once you're over like 26, 30, they're just like, yeah, you can go die in a yeah, gutter now. Yeah. <laughs> like, we don't care. When I came to Paris, actually, I wanted to try for the, uh, what is Imaginar? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, let me get that discount. And yeah. they were like, nope, nope. sorry, over 26. <laughs> and I was like, Yeah, it's cost me so much money being old. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I did not know the visa was, was become was not free for everyone no it's yeah. not free for everyone if you're above 30 you have to pay i think yeah but it's it's still cheaper than some other services yeah so. yeah. yeah that that service is really nice and i have tried twice and some people don't accept it but most people do mm-hmm. and it's completely free so like um uh so we've got like one of our classmates that i know who's got um like money to pay for the accommodation Right, they've got money. They worked for mm-hmm. a very long while and saved some money, and now they're studying here and they're looking for you know decent accommodation, mm-hmm. and they can pay, even if it's let's say a thousand a month, they can pay. Mm-hmm. But the only thing holding them back from getting an accommodation is the fact that they don't have a French guarantor, yep. and they don't want to pay a company to guarant to guarantee mm-hmm. for them because it's. Yeah. Because they feel like it's not morally right. Yeah. You know, and I'm just thinking, is there a way around this? No. Move into a friend of a friend's of an aunt's cousin's <laughs> place. <laughs> that's that's the only other option. There is literally no other yeah, option. Yeah, no. Man. That is insane. Is. But also, the I'm still looking for a place. Mm-hmm. I have been... Um, Living with a friend of a friend <laughs> <laughs> for a while now, mm-hmm. and the the thing is that now I have a dossier. Mm-hmm. I have a dossier that is, I have three months pay, yeah. okay. so I have the the papier and my dossier is right. But the the next problem in Paris is that when you get all your dossier right, is that the the uh, the accommodation, the visits, yeah. The place, um, how to say, um, I'm losing my English. You can the say it in French. 
the state of the apartment. So basically, the apartment don't worth their yeah. price. They're super overpriced. Yeah. I've yeah. been over. Like, I do two two visits per week, almost. Mm. And every time I visit an apartment, I'm like, they're like, okay, so this is a small place. You have a canopy that is also mm-hmm. a bed, mm-hmm. and you have your showers, a room. It's like T two mm-hmm. or T one. It's nine hundred euro, nine hundred ninety nine, <laughs> and and yeah. it's literally this room. And yeah. I'm like, are you guys serious? Yeah, it's like, would you like to share your toilet with like four other people? And still pay like, like a thousand, thousand a euro. Yeah. yeah. What? It's crazy. I have to tell you the horror story of like the apartment. So the one I'm in now with my mom. So she actually went to go see it, and um, she went in December. But the real estate agent had opened all of the windows in the apartment, literally all of them. And my mom was just like, okay, that's weird, but whatever. And she rejected the apartment initially. And then later, she was applying for another apartment. And the real estate agent asked her if she still wanted the shitty one she went to go see because it was still available. And my mom didn't have any other lead, so she took it. And so she finally went to move into the apartment. And the people had dogs and cats previously and it she said she cleaned for almost three weeks straight and the floor changed colors (laughs) (laughs) like she bought those like swiffer wipes and she bought three boxes of the pads and went back to the store for more that's how disgusting the apartment was oh my gosh yeah that is insane yes it was really bad that this is why I was like the word for the word I was looking for was is trash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth. It's the truth. They're really trash. They are really trash, and they are not below nine hundred euros inside Paris. Even inside outside, them, we're paying nine fifty. Nine fifty. Nine fifty, and the rent went up last year. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, should I, should I just give up and move out of Paris, like move back to Brest? <laughs> <laughs> I have, like, I will say though, if you look just outside of the Ring of Paris, it is slightly, slightly cheaper because, like, we have a two bedroom for nine fifty, so. Mm-hmm. But it's slightly. Yeah, I the mean, commute. The commute. The commute. My God. Um, uh, I, I think um, you work at La Défense. La Défense, yes. So if you're supposed to find something outside the circle of Paris, maybe you should look around Nanterre, that area, yeah. maybe. Mm. Because that's like close to work and then you might not have to commute too much to get to work when you need to. But I feel like that half of Paris is so expensive. Exactly. This is what I wanted to say, that that is the nicest, one of the nicest uh, um, suburbs in Paris. And no... It's really expensive. I have actually went and looked for a place um, in La Défense. Mm-hmm. It's really expensive. But the buildings, the apartments are new compared yeah. to, to the Parisian ones. Yeah. So it makes sense why it is expensive. But Nanterre is a bit farther. So mm. I, it could be, yeah, it yeah. could be cheaper. You're right. Nanterre, it could be cheaper. But also, I don't get to go to the office so much, so I'm not necessarily looking something close to my workplace. So I work from home. Nice. That's a goal. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Okay, guys. uh, It's been fun having you guys on today. Um, This brings us to the end of our conversation about 
the housing crisis in Paris <laughs> and how to navigate. Um, I know in our conversations, we haven't really given you any um, solid pointers on how to navigate them, but right after this musical break, we are going to give you the names of two things that will be very beneficial to you in your housing search as a student in Paris. Stay tuned, we'll be right back. Welcome back from that musical break. All the information about the music and the artists are available in the podcast description, so be sure to check it out if you enjoy them. So for uh, today's um, episode, that the you know tips to help you navigate accommodation in Paris, um, it's an app called Jinka. That's J I N K A. It's an app that collates all the housing listings on every platform, every website into one and allows you to browse them and inputs filters and um eliminates the ones that don't fit into your budget or your location and stuff like that it's really helpful um it's helped a couple of people that i know i've recommended it to people since i got here because it was really helpful in the beginning for me as well um but that's for if you are looking to maybe rent a room in um colocation or like in an apartment or if you're looking to you know, get your own place. But also you can consider Colette Club. That's C-O-L-E-T-T-E, Colette Club. And that is the service that put me in contact with um, a family that uh, had me stay in their home and uh, fed me sometimes and uh, really helped me settle in Paris before I got my student accommodation. And you have some really, really cheap options from as low as 200 euros to as high as 800 euros, depending on the location or depending on uh, the uh, things available in the house. So be sure to get in touch with Colette Club. It is a website, not an app. So you can just go to colletteclub.com, sorry, colette.club, and then you can just fill the form 
and um yeah check out the the listings and you know get in touch with them and see if you can find something that works for you i always recommend it to people but the only catch about college club yes i just remembered is that you need to be below 30 years so if you're above 30 i'm sorry college is not gonna work for you so maybe stick to jinka that's j-i-n-k-a and then um find uh you know um an accommodation listing and then submit a dossier and hopefully you get it but if you're below 30 and you're an international student and you speak a bit of french or even if you speak only english because some families want to practice their english as well you can get a good family that's going to help you acclimatize to paris um see new places eat some very french food and just get used to the system so yeah, that brings us to the end of today's episode. It's been so much fun having you guys. And thank you to Tiffany. Thank you to Shrive. Thank you so much for being on today's episode. And we will see you same time next week. Take care of yourself. Be safe. Ciao, ciao.